Hello, everyone. This is Peter Stone welcoming you to another podcast, podcast session number 13 at Cape Ann TV Studios. Uh, if you haven't visited and you have something to share with the community, I invite you down as they do. They would love to keep this place filled and busy. Uh, it's a beautiful new studio. I really enjoy coming here every time. And our show, Stepping Up and Stepping Out, making 2017 your best year yet. Summer is almost upon us, so uh, things and activities, a lot of water activities are going on. I'm really loving it, and I know I am far from alone. There's many, many people out there. That's what this whole area is about, the ocean the salt air and the fresh air and getting up and getting out. And for these people, it's stepping up and stepping out because what's going on, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just this weekend is really packed. Here in Gloucester, uh, we have the Dory races on the 17th and then the Tall Ships event starts this weekend off of Nahant. I was out there this morning uh, riding my bike, doing some exercise, picking the rosehip flowers and having my, uh, my snack. And actually, a little side note here is they are all over the place. And that's uh, the subject of yet another show on foraging, uh, the food around you on Cape Ann. There is a lot of it. So I was up there doing my exercise, and I looked out, and it was just a uh, stunning view. Usually when I go up on that hill, which is East Point, to do my exercise, I ride up there, and then I do some kicking which uh, and some stretching and bending. Pretty simple, pretty easy stuff, really. Just riding a bike and a little bending and stretching to keep in shape, and it seems to work pretty good. Uh, so we'll share that in our TV show uh, later on that we'll do next week or the week after. We'll show some of the simple, really easy exercises to do to get you up and get you out so you can step up and step out. So the Dory races are tomorrow. I am a member of the International Dory uh, uh, Committee and the, the club, um, and I haven't yet rowed this year. I use my rowing shell, but I was down there doing a little investigation, and already the race is upon us, uh, along with the tall ships, uh, all week, almost all week long until the 21st, the tall ships, they'll be going into Boston Harbor and anchored off of Winthrop, uh, Boston, and Nahant. So a uh, spectacular view. I was out sailing yesterday on a beautiful swan out in the, uh, for the, to see the first three, uh, three um, uh, tall ships that came in yesterday. Uh, one was from Germany. The other looked uh, as it was. I didn't see a British flag, but the name lent it to be from England. Uh, what a sight. And this morning, there was a lot more. Uh, I think there was about seven or eight, maybe nine. Uh, and I think more coming. There is the Crocker Memorial 
boat race, the SS Crocker Memorial Boat Race. Uh, and that race is on the 7th of July. Anyone who has uh, interest in sailing can apply. Uh, you can just Google that. Then uh, the Misery Challenge. Uh, that is in Manchester by the sea. It starts on the 15th of July early in the morning. You can also Google that and find out more about that. If you row, if you kayak, if you swim, then you will be interested in, and you like a little challenge and you like to stretch yourself, or if you just like to get with a group of like-minded people, um, that would be another event that uh, will get you up and get you out. Uh, these are some healthy inspirational people that are out doing it and taking advantage of our beautiful area here. So I was thinking about swimming, but when I saw the course, I totally backed off. I, I said, nope, I could probably swim out to the island, but not around it and back. Unless there's a riptide on the way out and a riptide on the way back, well, I, I could do that, but that water is a little chilly for me. But my hat's off to, and you've got uh, high respect from not only myself, but uh, many other spectators and, and um, challengers for that, because that is quite the challenge. Uh, so I will be there recording it for another show yet that will be a uh, TV series we're putting out uh, on the tra uh, travel in the area. Uh, a lot of places that people and angles and different places that, that you don't normally see, I will bring to you uh, in the studio. So lots of exciting things going on. I just, I love it. It's the best time of year. It's very distracting for me if I'm working on a project or need to stay inside because uh, I can't. <laughs> I just give in and go out and get into it. I, I, I just love it here. So I, this morning, uh, briefly was checking my email and... Um, an associate of mine uh, whom I met uh, earlier in the year uh, in a group that I belong to. Her uh, name is Karen Buxman. And she posted, uh, I got a, a little message saying she had posted on TEDx. And uh, the subject of the, um, of her talk, which was about 20 minutes long, was on laughter. And I thought, well, I will change the subject uh, today, but I, I still have some very good points today that everything pertains to laughter in life. It breaks barriers, breaks stress, breaks an otherwise tough situation in negotiations or if there's a group of people sitting around at a table and no one's talking and it maybe seems a little uncomfortable, no one knows what to say, uh, a good joke is always a way to loosen people up or even a bad joke or an awkward joke. 
But some form of laughter, something to break the ice, something to make you feel good. And everybody around, uh, even with an awkward joke, people will actually, and I'm not saying that that has to be, but there's some people that just come up with some really good stuff and they're there and it doesn't really matter. And, and I attain this to wearing life as a loose garment that we should never be so engaged that we can't, um, uh, that we've got to get so stressed and feel overwhelmed. And I learned from Karen this morning something very interesting back in the Cuban Missile Crisis. And there was all of the top people meeting at a table. And it was a deadlock. There was silence. No one really was saying anything. And they're very serious, and they didn't know what to do. And they said... In capitalism and in communism, a man exploits another man. But in communism, it's just the opposite. And that actually seemed to have broken the group up a little bit looser. And so, as Karen was saying, the history is the rest. No bombs were ever launched. No missiles were ever launched. And in the toughest of situations and in the easiest of situations or anything in between, it's always good to put laughter into it. It's, as we hear often, laughter is the best medicine. Norman Cousins wrote a book. He was very, very ill, and he watched a lot of funny movies, a lot of comedies, and he stayed at the television. You know, people say, well, don't watch television too much, right? Well, that's all he did was watch comedies and videos and movies about comedy. He became well. He became well. And there are studies now, deep studies, new studies, that, that laughter changes us so much to the degree it's document, documented uh, today, documented studies that laughter actually starts to change your DNA. And myself, <clears throat> there are people out there that says, say DNA is DNA. It doesn't change. That's that. My feelings, okay, I am not a scientist or anything. I've done no studies, but my feeling, my gut feeling tells me that anything can be changed and there are no fixed anything. And when I started thinking about this and about how we feel and to a cellular level, you have a good laugh. It stretches you and you actually get exercise from laughing. You stretch your face, you smile, you bend, you start to deep breathe because, well, you stretch everything when you laugh. And that is a huge plus. And it's just one of the many different things that laughter gives to us. So 
when we we do laugh, it, it adds to our creativity. So there's a lot of artists around Cape Ann, and if they plug into this, the it, it really plugs into the gamma wave. It affects the gamma wave of your brain. And that is a little bit more than I understand, but I understand gamma wave now is created, is connected to brain activity, of course, the gamma wave, and it improves your memory. It improves your creativity, among many other things. So the outcome and the value to all of this is really huge. And one of the the things that she was ending it with was so many people are so serious about and and they 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 live in a space and it, it really makes things difficult to do when you live in a very serious space and you don't see funny. You don't see things um, a little easier than they could be. And the power of focus and what we choose to focus on, I've mentioned this in many podcasts and on TV, that focus is the key to the moment of change. And I did the morning questions, some questions we could ask in uh, when we wake up. And I think one very huge thing I never thought of that I saw in this TED Talk by Karen Buxman was amazing that it gave me a perspective, and, and I probably do this already, but it just puts it in a really nice perspective. So when we see, we start to see funny, start to see uh, comical things and things that are brighter and lighter, and we don't see only the downside or, or the less than the useful things in our day. And we actually, when we start to search for funny, fun, comical, smiles, when we look for those things, the world all of a sudden begins to change. And if you don't think you can find any smiling or happy, anything to be happy about, well, put an effort forth because there always is. There always is something out there. It's your ability, we all have these abilities, to raise our awareness to whatever we want, whatever we choose. And when we step back and take a breath and get that silent moment of meditation, whether it's a moment, a minute, 15 minutes, or an hour, that, that brings you into the consciousness of your own self, into your own presence, into really some can be deeper than normal thinking rather than just reactive thinking. We have a little deeper thinking and connection when we raise our awareness and plug in to the real power of humor. Then so many things just automatically fall away. Why? We don't see them. And does it happen overnight? Of course not. Nothing really happens overnight except for it rains 
or the sun comes out or you know not too many too many major changes but a decision can happen in a moment that we say okay i decide i'm going to look for the funny in things i'm going to see funny and that sounds pretty funny actually in the sense that the way that we even state it it doesn't sound like it sounds odd and it's easy when words are odd and they're out of place then they stick with us a little bit more so start seeing funny and you can feel better and it's easier to do things and it changes your dna and it lifts us up and why do we have to pass <laughs> our hereditary illnesses down. I happen to just believe, I believe deeply that that doesn't have to happen regardless of what science says. I'm a little bit, uh, I believe in the energy, uh, the energy of us, the energy of healing. And I believe in science, but I don't believe there are limits. And I believe we can pretty much do whatever we set our mind to. Um, Karen said a couple funny things like like she said she was at a resort and, and a tourist came up and they go well which peach around here is closest to the water and uh, I take the elevator to the gym and uh, these little things started getting me to laugh a little bit humor is, she says is the soul's weapon take time and I'm quoting her Karen Buxman uh, she, I had to watch her because I know her, and she really came on very well, and, and I love the subject. Dear to my heart, dear to my soul, is take time to take humor seriously because humor is power. So when we start to feel a little lighter, that allows us to step into and step up into and hold on and make some habits change a little more because we stop feeling drudgery and we start feeling lighter, then we're able to do more. We start to believe that, yeah, look at that person over there. They changed. They lost some weight. They're more fit. And they look like they feel pretty good. They're vibrant. They're actually laughing and having a good time. Boy, I would like to feel that way too. Starting with the presence of finding funny and laughter. Because one of the toughest things for me was, and for most people, is for us to want to change our diet, to want to change our physical fitness and our being, feeling better, thinking better, and having a better life overall is to get our thought process that we want to do it rather than, <clears throat> and then, in fact, excuse me, that we can do it to start to believe that we can do it. And then there's another factor which gets a little bit deep that we're worthy of it. Well, why not? 
everyone is worthy of themselves. We're all worthy. Uh, there is no, everybody is just an individual. They are all born uh, as a baby, grow up as a child, grow up as a ch uh, into a teenager, an adult. We all have the same opportunity. Excuse me, that water is delicious. Drink lots of water. So we have that opportunity, and we can say some people are lucky, and they are. There's no question about it. And we are taught from our uh, generation to generation, we can't do this, we can't do that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But uh, so we have a lot of deep-rooted stuff that we have to work out. I know personally firsthand. I had things that I was told uh, from a lot of different people that, well, this is the way it is. But I also was given supportive things from teachers and from parents and from other people that helped lift me up and gave me a can-do attitude. But there were many days in my life that I didn't have can-do, maybe many years that I didn't quite feel that can-do attitude. But I knew and I wanted to change, and, and I did. And, and I'm just sharing that with you because if you are at a place where you believe you can't, you can. And just believe you can. And just go to the mirror, even if you don't want to, and smile. If you have ice cream in the refrigerator and you like ice cream, and I think most of us do, if you have an ice cream cone, and I've mentioned this before, and this is something I learned from Tony Robbins, you go in front of the mirror and you smile and you eat an ice cream, you can't feel bad, and your mind starts to feel good, and that's a switch. And that's a switch that is a yummy switch, but it can turn into a funny switch, so I'm just talking about switches to get us out of the space, to get us up, get us out, stepping up, stepping out, where... You want to, and I've tried, and don't give up. Please don't give up on yourself. Hang in there. And one of the things we often do, because we are bombarded with television and newspapers and radio and online advertisements of, especially online and TV, but more online because so many images are touched up and graphics and there's the perfect body and there's the perfect this and the perfect color skin and perfect everything, the eyes and for women it's lots of makeup and things and 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 shapes and men it's this fitness without not a little bit of fat on you. I mean it's 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 really the extreme. And some of us we look at that and we say, well I can never do that. Or we look at that and we strive and we go out and we try it and then we don't get there and then we quit. So putting things in perspective, I listen to lots of videos and lots of audios and I subscribe to some pretty wise people that have gone through lots of things like I have and lots of things like you and many people have called life. And they refuse to lose. And they have inspired me. And I get these nuggets of wisdom all the time. And I feel it's my duty to share them with the community, with the world, who's ever listening. 
because they're so valuable. And there's one gentleman, his name's Dan Sullivan, and he mentions about the horizon. When we measure ourselves against the horizon, we look at the horizon and we don't really try to reach the horizon because we're learned since we're a kid, child, that the horizon can never be touched. But it's there and it's beautiful and there's something beyond it and we don't always know, but we know the horizon's there and it can never be reached. And when you think about measuring yourself against the perfect image you see and the perfect diet you should have and you blew a day and maybe a couple of days, but it doesn't matter because the bottom line is just get back on track and don't beat yourself up. Just, you know, this failure stuff, there is no failure. There is learning out of every experiment. And the experiment is, well, I'm going to die this way, I'm going to try that, I'm going to try this, and it's an experiment. And when this doesn't work exactly, you just step back and you say, well, how did I lead myself into that? How did I get there where, what was the little thing, if I step back, become present, observe, be an observer of myself, observer of my actions, which comes into the mind management I've spoken. And I say, well, the next time that happens, because I really do want to feel better and look better and eat better. Why? I mean, there's a hundred reasons why. And the why does matter, but you know the why in your heart, in your in your soul, in your being. You know why you want to do this. And I'm here just to, to poke and say, don't, don't, don't quit and, and, and make it where you observe it. Measure yourself only against yourself. Not somebody else. Not another image. Create, as I mentioned so many times about a sheet and measure against you. Last week, I weighed X. This week, I weigh X minus one pound. Well, guess what? That's great. So what if you go a few weeks and you minus X10 or X7 and then the next week you're minus X6 or 5? That's no reason to be alarmed because maybe you're building muscle and muscle is more dense and weighs more than fat. So a scale isn't always an indicator of health and well-being. We get all these charts and the perfect weight is this and everything. And I'm like, well, geez, I'm f not feeling too overweight. And I look at this chart, but I have big bones and other people have big bones and maybe more muscle mass than others. And so these charts are difficult to measure ourselves. And we think, oh my God, alarm's going on. Uh, that's, that's a guideline. It's a guideline for an average. And we're all so different. You know, what works for somebody else doesn't work for us. But what works for something else is an idea for us that we can 
write down or plug in to our mindset without perfection because there's only one perfection and that's being imperfectly perfect. The imperfection of being a human being and being human is perfectly perfect. Anything less is, well, imperfect actually. So I have five tips, five simple things, and I've mentioned a couple of them, but here I'm just going to make this short, simple, easy list. Easy things you can do without lots of stuff. So the PDF, and you can make your own list, grab a piece of paper like I did before this podcast, and I just start writing down my ideas. I make a little outline, and these are the things I want to talk to talk about and and bring it to you. So start with a list of the things that you don't like, that you want to change in yourself. And then you put on the other side the things that you would, you know, that are ideal goals. Let's not make it perfect, but let's just set a close goal. So some people say, like including myself, oh, I got to lose 30 pounds. Well, what if we, instead of looking three months out, look at a week or 21 days or a month and we say, well, this is a very short-term goal. Short-term goal is eating one less Twinkie, uh, not eating a McDonald's hamburger, but eating uh, something like a local burger that is a healthier burger or something. But as I, I really repeat actually this chipping away and replacing something that's close but healthier, close but healthier, saying instead of a bowl of fries, deep fried, oh my God, it's 90 gram, 98 grams of fat at some restaurant, deep fried cheese with cheese sauce over it, 3,000 calories in one little plate and 98 grams of fat, oh my God, who knows about cholesterol and all the rest of that stuff that is the bad stuff. Uh, I mean, we need cholesterol, brain is made of it, but not that kind. And I just got blown away. There are all kinds of guides online. I was reading a book and I left the book in my company for the people who wanted to look at it. And I used that book personally for a long time. It was very helpful. And it was a fat grams book. And it's not only the fat, it's the carbs, a lot of carbs. So if you measure the carbs and the fat and you, you do a little research, you just eat things that are half the carbs, but really delicious. And there's a lot of them. Things that are half the fat. And there's plenty, plenty out there that are delicious. So if you eat half the carbs, half the fat, and half the calories, and you still have delicious food, looks like, and you go take a walk a couple times a day or ride a bike or start doing something. I mean, it seems logical that almost all of us, unless we have special condition, would just automatically start losing weight. I think the writing's on the wall all over the web, it's everywhere, that we know what to do, but let's not make it an extreme, unreachable issue or goal or idea or thought. 
Because in the new year, which this program's all about, our new year resolutions, we see, ah, I'm going to do all these great big things, and some do. It's a small percent, but some do, but many don't. And you get back in the same thing, and that's the whole reason of this program, stepping up and stepping out, is to be here to tap you on the shoulder. So I'll finish the list. It's the list of the things you don't like to eat, that you like to eat and replacing those. Then on that same list, you can do the things like you like to do physically, like dance or walk or ride a bike or maybe stand up and watch something on TV and dance to the music like Billy Blanks. That was very old, but there's lots of things that some of them are pretty intense. And the reason why I mentioned Billy Blanks is because he has an eight-minute video. I don't have the time. You have no excuse. He's got an eight-minute video. Everybody can find eight minutes at least three times a week. Plan it. Make time for it get up off the sofa, make eight minutes. Then there's a 20-minute video, which is a basic video. Then there's an advanced video. These I'm going back because he's got all these new fancy-dancy things. The marketing department got to him. But when it was the original core, Billy Blanks, back in 1998-1999, you can go online and find some of those old ones. And I actually have the link I put up on one of my videos. Uh, on the uh, TV show that you can find. And you can Google it, and you can find whatever you want. And you can work at any level you want. But I always say, if you haven't started, start slow and easy, and then work up. As you feel better, you're going to want more and work up. Then I mentioned earlier about measuring yourself. Number two is think about the way you're going to measure your product. Uh, um, productivity, your forward movement in what it is that you're going to attain as far as weight loss and being feeling more fit. And then belief. Others can do it. You can do it. Get some support. Do it with a friend. You see people walking in pairs all the time, riding bikes in pairs, uh, exercising in pairs. Help each other. Be support. And if you get off on uh, eating some bad food, you call your friend. Just say, hey, look, and let them encourage you. And set phone reminders. We have the phone. It's annoying. But use it. Set reminders. Set reminders to exercise. Oh, I forgot. I got so... No need to forget, all of us, almost all of us have a smartphone. <clears throat> and even in the unsmartphones, they have alarms from years ago. And then to get your power, I've kind of done the list a little backwards here. Get the power. Find your quiet time. So let's start with the end here. Take some quiet time. Think about what you want to do. Get clear on what you really want without too much stress and madness. You can have the short-term, mid-term, and long-term. The end of this year, I'd like to. And the middle of this year, or three months from now, I'd like to. And 30 days from today, I'd like to. Start on the 30 days. Then, when you got the month under, look at the 90 days. But then go just another 30 days to get to the 90 days, like one day at a time or a step at a time. 
set your phone reminders. But first, let me go back. It really, you know, set your quiet time. Believe you can. Set your reminders. Set your list. And then measure. Measure carefully. Measure comfortably. Measure smartly. And find the funny in everything. Everything. Everything you can. Practice on the funny. Time to take humor seriously. Okay? Look for funny. In your day, in your moment, look for comical. Look for smiling people. You know, smiles are contagious. Laughter is contagious. Look for people around that are smiling and laughing. Smile for no reason, even if you feel bad. Smile. Feel good. This is Peter Stone, Stepping Up and Stepping Out, session number 13. And we're all the way in the middle of June here. And if you want to get any more information, you can go to www.peterstonelive.com. Some downloadable information, a little more inspiration. And you can also come to the TV show that we have every other week on Cape and TV. Peter Stone signing up. Signing out. I signed up a long time ago. <laughs> signing out, and we'll see you next week and on the TV show in between or the week after on podcast. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm.